You're listening to the Better Man Podcast, becoming life-giving men together. Hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Better Man Podcast. My name is Adam Tarno. Okay, I'm really pumped about today's episode. We have got uh, probably two people you've never met before, but uh, you're going to be glad that you met them. Their names are Heath Wilson and Joey Odom. They're coming to you live at the time when we recorded. It was live from Knoxville, Tennessee. They have started a company called ARO, A-R-O. You can go learn more about them at GoRO. That's G-O-A-R-O.com. And you may be scratching your head a little bit going, okay, why are we having some entrepreneurs on the Better Man podcast? I thought this podcast was supposed to help me and my faith journey, grow in my relationship with God, help me be a better man. Well, uh, you'll quickly understand why we invited them on because this new company that they started, they've got this product called the RO, and it is a box that you put your phone into, okay? So very simple. You just put your phone in there. They've got an app that goes along with it. They're going to describe all of this. But really, the reason that they started this company was because of some issues that they saw in their own lives. And as they spoke, I had to identify with all of it because this is an issue in my life as well, which is uh, our phones are good. Uh, Our phones are great tools, great devices, but sometimes they are distracting us from real moments with other people, whether that other people be friends at work, friends in our neighborhood. Definitely, we can think about those that have families at home. They are distracting us uh, at different times from our families, and so they wanted to try to solve that problem. They don't want to you know, shame us and tell us that we uh, should never use phones, we all need to go to flip phones, anything like that. Uh, They just want to help us try to develop a better relationship with technology and specifically a better relationship with our phone. So it's a fascinating story to hear them talk about why they decided to come up with this, what are some of the things that they're seeing, how how are their families changing as they're starting to establish some better habits with all of this. Now, one thing that I was really surprised when I was talking to them and asking them questions, uh, I did not feel embarrassed or ashamed one time, and I credit them. I credit Heath and Joey. And the way they're talking about this problem, uh, just how vulnerable they are with how they're trying to tackle this problem in their own life, and just how motivating it is to hear them talk about what they're doing and how it's positively impacting their life. So anyway, enjoy my conversation with Heath and Joey. Okay, well, Joey and Heath, welcome to the Better Man Podcast. Good to have you here today. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks, Adam. I think this is the first time we've had two people on one screen. Uh, we've had two people in studio before, but two people on one screen. This is the first time. I like this. That's a good setup. Well, Joey's 6'5", and I'm 5'10", so you don't <laughs> see the distinction yet. So if we stand up, it'll get, it'll get a little weird. So that's like two and a quarter people, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> two and a quarter on screen uh, right now. Well, um, listen, I, uh, I'm really excited to talk to you guys because this product sounds amazing, the RO product. And uh, let's do this, because we're, we're going to give you a lot of opportunity to talk about the product. Tell us the story about how it got started. Um, I, I watched your YouTube video that you have online there. If you can just, that, that first story, Joey, that you share, I think is, is pretty spectacular uh, and, and really sets up uh, the heart behind this company and this product that you guys created. So why don't you, why don't you start with that? Yeah, so, so this, this takes me back. My son, Harrison, is, is now 14. Uh, when he was five years old, he was playing soccer, and he is a wonderful kid. He's a great tennis player now. He was not a great soccer player at five. So he, he he's playing in this, in this soccer league, and he was the very last kid on the team to have scored a goal. He hadn't scored a goal all year. And so in this particular game, 
It's like, you, you know, you think back on this almost in cinematic terms, like it's, it's my son, Harrison, it's the ball in front of him. It's the net in front of the ball. And he rears back his leg. He kicks the ball. And, and I, you know, kind of think of it in slow motion end over end. The ball goes into the back of the net. Harrison scores his first goal and everybody knew it was his first goal. Crowd goes wild. Coach goes out, picks him up this moment of elation. And Harrison, what does he do? I mean, he looks, he looks over to the sideline to capture the moment with dad, to make sure dad saw it, to see dad smile. But I missed the moment. I missed the goal. Why? Because I was looking down at my phone. Who knows what I was looking at, but I do know I missed that moment. And that was a, that is a defining moment in my life as a dad. And it's one of those, it's one of those things I look back on. Um, and it was a predecessor as a precursor to this business in my own personal struggle. And what's, what's actually neat about that story. Um, and by the way, I've asked, I've asked Harrison, if he remembers, he doesn't remember at all. So I don't think at <laughs> least good. consciously that I've damaged him too badly. Um, so, so, but so dad, he, there's a bunch of other things I remember. You want to talk about oh, those? Well, sure. Yeah, exactly. He gave me a long list after yeah. that. Exactly. But that particular one, he didn't remember. So the cool thing was Heath and I had not met yet, but the neat thing is he was about at that time, Heath lived about two miles away from where that soccer field was. And little did I know and here Heath was, Heath's one of the most successful guys that I, that I know he was at the peak of his career. And even with the success, Heath was thinking about the exact same thing. Yeah. So he, tell me some of your story there. This was late in my, you know, my entrepreneurial journey last time around and I had grown up with technology. I started a company when I was in my mid twenties uh, with some with some great friends and coworkers, and you know I grew up with a BlackBerry and then the iPhone and every iteration since then. And I just found that I worked too much. You know that that's that's kind of where I lost myself and my device. And I went through a pro- mentoring program with Radical Mentoring, great guys there, and and that kind of helped me see things differently. And I just decided I wanted to be better, honestly. I wanted to be more intentional. I wanted to be a better dad. I wanted to be a better husband, you know, follower, all those things. And that kind of led me down a path of, you know, exploration and research on, you know, we just, it just doesn't seem like there's a solution right now that makes it easy to put down our phones. So I read a bunch, um, you know, thought about habit formation, you know, started to see this tension at the office as well, you know, in meetings where, you know, no, no one could put their phone down. Obviously, I'm, I was distracted at home and, you know, that was just kind of bubbling up inside. And I actually drove home from work one day and I caught the Jerry Maguire moment, but I, but I wrote a manifesto about you know, all the things we could solve and fix and I wanted to change for myself. And then I put it away, I, you know, threw it in an email folder, got busy, um, had a couple more years with, uh, with the company. And then one day into, uh, let's call it quasi-retirement, 45 days into it, actually, when my wife told me I needed to go do something, <laughs> I, I sent Joey a text. I said, hey, I've got this idea. We should have lunch. And why Joey? Why, why did you text him? Because I'm sure you had a lot of other friends you could have texted. That's the mystery. That really is. <laughs> I, I have no idea why. <laughs> Joey and I met at a men's breakfast um, at Buckhead Church. Um, several years before that. And so when I thought about this, this business, I knew it was going to be values driven, values oriented. And I know if anybody understands, you know, what I'm going through and his kids are a little bit younger than mine, but I said, he's going to be going through and feel the same way that I'm feeling right now. I just know his, the values alignment is there. I also knew that, you know, Joey's got a big personality. He's a great storyteller. This business is going to be a, a business of stories, a business of life change, business of restoration. And I just felt like he was the right guy. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, so take us now to that first lunch. You sit down, the first lunch. And so, Joey, you you were employed at the time, right? Like you had a full-time job, and he says, I've got an idea. Uh, what did you all talk about at that lunch? You know, he he laid out this um, – Heath, Heath is, is very good in this way, just very unassuming, very, very non-pushy. And to the point where, as he laid out this idea, I was hooked. I was transfixed at the beginning. He didn't really know. I mean, a lot of these, you know, personal struggles that I had, and I'll say it, Adam, I, I have been the chief offender of, you know, being on my phone in moments where I shouldn't be on my phone. And so little did he know he was talking to either the least qualified or the most qualified person to talk about this with, because I felt it so poignantly. And he, he walked me through and I thought, this is absolutely revolutionary. There's nobody else thinking this way. There's nobody else doing this. The thesis, which is, hey, we need distance from our phones. It's so much different than any way that anybody else is looking at it. It's also a positive approach to, hey, our phones are good in the right moments. And again, in the same way that books aren't bad, but I don't bring them to the dinner table, right? And so it's just (laughs) this relationship we have with our phone is a little bit out of whack. And so I walked away from that Having no idea, one, having no idea, did Heath just ask me to be involved? He might not have. And two, I'm going to do whatever I need to to be involved. And so I just broke down the door. And I, I think I just, almost like the Kramer episode on Seinfeld years ago, where you just keep showing up to work. I just kept showing just up. Kept, you know, <laughs> he was trying to fire you. And the hard thing oh, yeah, is, absolutely. you don't even work yeah, here. He tried to shake. I mean, he moved to Knoxville, Tennessee to get away from me, I think. <laughs> and then he was from Atlanta. And so, you know, I just followed him. Oh, uh, that's awesome. But, you know, I, I told Joey Adam, I said, look, I've got. At the time, I had three middle schoolers, early middle schoolers. And if you're a dad and you've got kids, your parent, honestly, um, you get to a point where you see these devices on the horizon for your kids. And, you know, back then that was 14 or 15 was kind of the average age. And it's moved down dramatically just in a few years to 10 or 11. So you see this moment on the horizon and you think, oh, no, I'm going to give them infinity in their pockets. Mm. And by the way, I'm the worst offender or the chief offender of using you know, this powerful, amazing, wonderful device. So I told Joey, I said, look, I'm going, I'm going to spend some money. I'm going to try to solve this for my family. And I think I can solve it for others. And that's kind of where the business came to be. I said, but there's something that we can do here. Okay. Well, let's fast forward now to the the creation of the device, because it is a box What the listeners can't see right now that I can see on video. It's a beautifully designed box. It's right now uh, in between you guys. And so talk about the product and uh, and what it does because and then I want to tell you a story about a podcast that I heard that Barry Weiss did recently where they brought a person on talking about their technology addiction and what their solution was and how much better yours looks than theirs. So I'll tell you a story <laughs> about you. that here in a moment. But talk about the box. Well, it all started from a place of understanding how habits are formed, right? And the key to habit formation is a visual cue. It's the same reason when you put your Peloton in the dungeon in the basement, you know, you don't ride it. So we thought, look, we just haven't as a society created a place for our phones. You know, we have a garage for our cars, you know, we have a drawer for, uh, you know, for our silverware, but we don't have a place for our phones. And what happens is that place ends up becoming our pocket. And when it's in your pocket, you use it or it buzzes or notifies you or, 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 or it does nothing and you find a way to distract yourself. So it started from this idea that we have to have a place. And that was really the premise. And it's funny, when I, when I was telling Joey about this, I said, I know it's going to sound pretty simplistic, but we need to have, for lack of a better word, a box where your phone goes. So that was the first step. And then, and actually, when we started the business, the first, I'll call it alpha test, was getting a shoebox, cutting a hole in it, putting some cords in, and just observing my family to see if we'd adopt it. And we did to a degree. 
But I also realized there was no reward. There was no incentive. There was no measurement. There was no encouragement. There was nothing else on the other side of this, of this shoebox. So that's when we said, all right, there, this has to be a platform, right? It can't just be a box you put your phone in. We need to have, we need to gamify the experience, kind of for lack of a better phrase, and you know, make it rewarding to put your phone down, encourage you along the way, help guide you uh, along the way, make it social, not just within your family, but but with others, so that you know it, it's much easier to put your phone down when someone else puts their phone down. So, really, just a lot of learnings around, honestly, what a lot of social media does to keep us hooked. We're using a lot of those techniques to to keep you hooked on actually putting your phone down. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So, uh, in so the box, you've got a lid that you open up, and when you put it in there. There's a couple things that'll happen, right? So it'll one of them, which is I, the very first question I had when I looked at it was like, well, how am I going to charge my phone? So the box does charge your phone. You want to talk a little bit about that just for a moment? We knew it had to be super practical, right? So if if someone has a charging station or cables around their house, they're going to use that, right? Because when I lay my phone down, I don't want to charge. So we said it's got to be practical. It's got to be frictionless. So yes, it charges. There's a wireless charger as well as wired options. We also didn't want you to have to open an app, click a button, wait for you know, wait for it to connect, pairing mode. We said, let's make it super frictionless. All you have to do is walk in the house, drop your phone into the RO, and it automatically starts tracking your time. And really, that's what we're doing, right? We're tracking your intentional off-screen time. Right now, we get plenty of reports that tell us when we're on our phone. But that doesn't really lead to behavioral change. No, and you know when I get my notification? On Sunday uh, morning during the third worship song. It's, it's like, it's, it is every, every time that's where it is. And it's just like, oh, here we go, Lord. So I like that it gives you that indication that tells you, okay, good job. It was an hour or it was an hour and a half, or it was two hours or three hours. Um, and that's part of the reward function, right? To try to get us to be able to use it. It, it is. And, and, and one thing that we, one thing it also does just as a, just stepping back, when we say we drop it in, when it notice your, knows that your phone is in the box, that is a shockingly complex technology. We're actually patenting that technology and there's a ton of tech behind this box. It looks beautiful. It is wife approved, by the way. Let me just say that, fellas, your, you know, your <laughs> wife loves it. But it, it's full of tech. It's packed with tech so that it makes it easy. It's complicated so that it's easy for the user. And then that pairing with the app is really where the magic happens, where that credit happens. And to your point, it's, it's seeing how much time you've been away from your phone, but then you being able to do almost like a fitness app Tag what you've done. I had family. I had family dinner. By the way, Adam, that feels good at the end of the week. How about on a Sunday on the fourth worship song? <laughs> um, when you when when you can see you say, you know what? Gosh, I, I had I had three and a half hours of family dinners this week. That that feels really good, and it's a real positive thing. That and that's the motivator in the in the habit loop, the cue, craving, response, reward. That reward side. That's a little dopamine hit that encourages you to restart that habit and do that again. And feel good. Hey, here's how I use my time. I used it well. Yeah, and especially for for us guys, right? Because sometimes these things that we're doing at home, uh, we, it just seems like everything counts as one point, even though we know it took a lot of time. And so, just to be able to see three and a half hours around a dinner table with my family this week, I just think I, I know this one guy, right? So, I have a sample size of one. There's something about that number that's going to be motivating to go. Okay, that that was tangible, right? And if I can add up a few of those weeks in a row. That's pretty special, you know, that, that I can spend time with my family like that. It, it is. I, I don't know if anybody can relate to this, so maybe it's just me. But, you know, people talk about the Sunday scaries and you're, you've, uh, you know, going into work on Monday. I would, I would have very frequently, I would have these Sunday nights where I think, what, what the heck did I do this week? And I really get time with Harrison. Did I really get time with Gianna? And, you know, and you get, you can, it, it's easy to start feeling beat down a little bit. And those are lies, by the way, in many cases. And when you have the data to, to look at it and say, oh, that's not true. 
I hit the volleyball with Gianna for 40 minutes yesterday. I know it because it's on my RO uh, RO app and you actually start quantifying that time you use. And for me, that data is very, very helpful to help me understand, no, I am doing a pretty good job. And then what happens? You don't go into a shame spiral. Mm -hmm. You're encouraged to do some more of those things because you don't feel bad about yourself. You think I'm doing a pretty good job as a dad because we're, we're actually, Adam, we're closer. We're closer than we think we are. A lot of people think, oh, we're hooked on our phones. We're addicted. We don't agree. You just got a couple bad habits. Let's help. Let's make it easy to break that habit cycle a little bit because you're a lot closer than you think. Yeah. Which, you know, if you do think you're addicted now, the identity that you're carrying around with that and just all the lies that you're going to believe, it just, it becomes a, a, a cycle. What I love about the design of it is that I can't see through it. So it's beautiful to look at and I can't see through it. And so I mentioned earlier, Barry Weiss, and um, she had a gentleman on who was, feeling a lot of the same struggles that we're talking about. I just feel tethered to this phone. I feel tethered to technology. So he uh, took an extended period of time, I want to say maybe months off from all technology, went to this island uh, up in off the coast of Massachusetts or something like that. Somewhere up there, up in the Northeast, I believe is where it was. So he was talking about his experience and then was telling Barry what he does now. What are some of the new habits that he brought back? And he kept talking about this box, this box, this box that he puts his phone into. And I'm like, I'm searching for this box. What is this box? And it is, it's actually not designed for that. It is designed, I want to say almost for food. Like it, yeah, it, this food food yeah. lockbox. That's yeah. right, a food lockbox. So you can set a timer on it, but you can see through it. And I was like, that's not it. I won't do it. If I can see it, if I can see it start to glow, I'm going to go put in the code and take it out. And uh, that's not going to work for me. So I was feeling that felt need. I uh, just didn't see a product out there that was going to be really, you know, able to to meet it. And that's what I loved when I first, you know, saw on your website what it looks like. I'm like, that's genius. I can't even see what's in there right now. That's going to be really helpful. I think there's there's something magical about distance for sure. There's something magical about not seeing it. But you know, the other thing that we've embraced honestly is we are. I mean, I, my whole career has been in technology, right? So we are we are pro phone, we are pro tech. I'm not giving my phone up anytime. It, it's very useful actually. But we also didn't want to be heavy handed, right? And lock boxes can be pretty heavy handed. Uh, a common question we get is, you know, do you disable the phone when it's in the box? Of course not. You know, we we wanted to make this easy for dads, for moms, for kids to use this, right? We're we're just trying to establish a better behavioral rhythm, right? And habits. We're not trying to to be the rule, the rule creator in the household or a, or a parental control device. We think this creates a sustainable lifestyle, and you're actually, you know, it's all about the relationship with the phone, right? That's what we're trying to change is the relationship we have with our devices. That's good. So what are some of the stories you're starting to see either in your own lives or the lives of some others? You know, I would imagine your small network of friends that are starting, you know, gotten their hands on this and are starting to use it. Uh, what are, what are some of the changes you're starting to see? Um, I'll, I'll start personally, then I'll, then I'll tell the third party story. Um, for me personally, it, it has been a game changer and, and I've recognized a, a core truth for myself, which is when you change your relationship with your phone, you change your relationship with everybody around you. And so my daughter, this was probably a year ago and my daughter and I had just finished watching a uh, Harry Potter movie and she leans over to me unprompted after the movie and she said, hey, dad, just positively, not, not judgmentally, she said, hey, dad, did you know that's the first time we've watched a movie and you haven't looked at your phone? And I thought, I mean, it hit me in the gut in, in, you know, in a good and bad way. And I thought, you know, in some ways, I think I've wasted some years and I, and I don't love the fact that she identifies me with being on my phone in times that are, that are important moments to her. Um, but I also felt good. I said, okay, you know, because as guys, we can get beat down by that. Let's stop that. 
and let's look at the positive. What direction are we are we headed? And so that one felt really good. The other one I love, and this has been a surprise to us because we thought, because our kids were at this age, coming up on the cell phone age, we thought that, hey, this is going to be for 10, 11, 12-year-old kids, you know, up, up to, you know, 15, 16. But we have found, and this is shocking and wonderful, that it's the young kids that are dragging their parents to it. And I'll give a story about that. Our, our director of customer relations, Rich, he has a four-year-old son named Luke. And, and when Rich brought the box home the first time, he explained to Luke exactly what it was. And Luke just kind of looked at him. Rich finished the story and then Luke walked off. And Rich said, well, I guess Luke didn't really hear that. Luke came back with his toy phone and he put it in the box and he started yelling, mom, dad, put your phones in the box. Our kids crave time with us. They are sometimes accustomed to the fact that something else appears to be more important than, than them. And they very non-judgmentally accept that, but boy, do they feel it. And, but even better, did they feel it when we were with them and our full focus is on them? Mm. So those are some of them for me, it's, it's, it's encouraging. And I think if you ask my wife, she would, and I'm not being hyperbolic here. I think she would say that I'm a totally different person coming from being the chief offender to somebody who actually is present in those moments. It's a really, really huge thing. And Joey, yeah. does it feel like that much of a change to you? Yes, it, 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 it actually does. I would, <laughs> it's, it's been over time. It feels, um, it feels progressive every day. It's not, it doesn't take much. It's five minutes on the first day. It's six on the second. It's just, you know, the Kaizen method of just small progress, um, leads to big things. But to me, it, I actually do feel different inside um, I actually do feel proud of myself, which is a common theme with all of our users in beta test. They feel proud that they have done something. Um, and we, you know, one of my, our friends, Chris Hart, who's a, a coach of ours, he says that, that a plan inspires confidence. I also have a plan. I, I have a plan for myself. I know what to do from six o'clock to nine o'clock at night. Um, I know that my kids, as I'm giving them phones, they have a plan. They have clarity around how are we going to build a, a good relationship with our phones? So I, I actually do. I do feel different. I do feel better. Yeah. Yeah. Heath, same story for you. Uh, different story. I mean, you know, I, most of us sleep with our phone right. on our bedside yeah. table, right? So I have not done that in two years. So um, how do you get up in the morning? Auto. I'm and sure that's one of the first questions you, you get asked, right? <laughs> I do. That is the first question I get. Uh, I, I, usually, I normally wake up on my own, but if I need an alarm, I have a watch. Or I have an alarm clock, you know, the old timey way. They still sell those. Wow. They do. Hard <laughs> to believe. Hard to believe. Yeah. So that's been, but that's been a game changer. It's funny, two or three weeks ago, the power went out, went out at our house, and I grabbed my phone as a flashlight, walked upstairs. I'm sitting in bed. It was around bedtime, and all of a sudden, I looked up and I'm watching the Braves game on my phone, and I thought, God, you know, it just it's that easy to to fall prey to it. So yeah, just having that distance has helped me tremendously. Uh, and it also, you know, when when you don't have it by your bedside table, you also don't wake up in the middle of the night and check it, or get up first thing in the morning and check it. So again, it, it's created a different rhythm for me on the front and back end of, of my sleep pattern. And then I've got older kids. So I've got teenagers, three of them right now. The great, the best stories um, that I've seen or, or witnessed have been when other kids are at our house, right? When they're studying, they put their phones in our, when they spend the night, they put their phones in our, before they go to bed. And a lot of times it's unprompted. I mean, sometimes we're like, Hey, we need to put our phones up, but most of the time it is unprompted. And I, I sat down with my daughter one day and I said, Reese, what, why, why do you do it? She said, you just can't imagine how different the dynamics are when the phones are in front of our faces, right? We're playing cards. We're telling funny stories. We're outside. It just changes everything. So they crave that, right? They do crave that. I mean, we all, 
everyone's too hard on kids. Like kids, kids, they're addicted, all this stuff. We just think they think they need a plan. They need a system. They need a little bit of encouragement along the way as well. That's really well said. Yeah. That we like, why do we expect them just to figure it out and connect the dots and realize, oh, your relationships with your friends, they're changing. You should know that. You should see that. You should take initiative. I really like that. Uh, No, they just need a plan and they need to be taught a few ways on how to handle this tool, just like all the other tools that, you know, we teach them how to ride a bike. We teach them how to handle all that stuff. We teach them that a fire goes in the fireplace. It doesn't go out in the middle of the living room, right? We teach them. I mean, I've got two drivers. They just turned 16 a couple of weeks ago. So we, we have two new kids on the road. Like I didn't, I didn't just hand over the keys and say, go figure this out. Right. We spent a lot of time actually here are the rules of the road. You know, here's the time you need to be home. Here's, you know, here's even a turn signal, putting gas in the car, simple things, right? And we don't, we just haven't developed that as a society around our devices. Well, and that's, that's the, I think we can all acknowledge it's, it's difficult. We know it's hard. We actually know it's hard to put down your phone. And we actually, we know there's, there's, there's a lack of clarity out there on, on what's a good plan for it. And so oftentimes in the absence of a great plan, we go with no plan. And because we're kind of paralyzed by, you know, just by, by overanalyzing the situation. And so this is it, are we going to solve social media? No, that's not what an RO is for. RO is to help us shape a good relationship with our phones and not just for us, but for our kids. And let's, let's teach them how to use these things. Well, that's so good. Okay. So you guys both had experience in business world and now you're still, I mean, this is a business. Let's I think we've been pretty clear about that. You've started a business, but the mission behind this and some of the motive you're getting into families, right? You're doing some, almost some pastoral work, some ministry type work in the midst of all of this. And so what's God teaching you guys in the midst of this new, this new business endeavor for you? And, and, uh, what, what are some of the things that if you're looking back on this early journey so far going, this are, these are just some things I feel like the Lord has taught me in the midst of all this. I'd say one, and this has been hitting me a little bit on the last couple of days is that that term Emmanuel, God with us. And I think about that's the gift that I can bring. There are a lot of things that I'm not great at. There are a lot of things I'm always going to fail on, but man, if I am present, if I'm with, if I'm with my kids and they feel like they're with, because when you are with, when you're just being, when you're not trying to tell less, what, what your child feels is they're feeling dad accepts me. Dad loves me. Dad is just here with me. And I do have a, you know, I, I'm, you know, worse too of, you know, correcting things, correcting, Hey, you're chewing with your mouth open. Hey, you're, you know, close the door, you know, what are you trying to air condition the outside, you know, all the dad stuff. <laughs> and so, and so, but if you are just there and you just be, and just like Emmanuel, God with us, and you're just with there, uh, with whether it's your spouse, your kids, or sometimes even just with yourself and just exploring a feeling you might have, it is, um, it's a world changer. That's great. That's great. Heath, how about you? Yeah, gosh, I've, I've used this word for the past three or four years, but I would say providential. I mean, even the way Joey and I met, we were at a, at a men's group of four or 500 men uh, at a 7 a.m. on a morning, and we just happened to sit beside each other. Of all the people that we could have been positioned beside, you know, we, we met each other that day. I, I now have two former colleagues that work with me as well. Uh, and the entire team has been just a story of really amazing it's amazing timing coincidences, you know, and, and not coincidence. I mean, just, so it feels like, um, you know, God's just honoring our commitment. I mean, this is a big mission, right? We're trying to bend culture. We're trying to change the world. We talked about this morning, like we're, we're trying to impact a billion people mm-hmm. and you know, that that's Joey and Heath can't do that. Yeah. We can start it. We can light the spark, but it's going to take, you know, 
someone someone with, with greater power than us. Yeah, I love that. Well, We're just happy to be a part of it. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, listen, it's a great idea. I think my favorite part in the way, just to encourage you guys, because I know you're you're just telling this story to as many people as you possibly can right now. I think you've really tapped into some things on trying to reverse the, the shame cycle and trying to make us feel proud of some of the things that we've done and giving us some credit uh, for the moments that we have set the phone down. Man, I, I think, I, I don't know, I can't predict the future, but I would imagine that if we look back, those are going to be some really key learnings from this that are going to really make this successful and really helpful. So it's not just a discipline, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, just figure out how to get it done. And so uh, I, I love the way you guys are talking about this. Well, I, I appreciate that. And we would even just one one additional comment on that. We actually think the great thing about this is we all know that environment is stronger than willpower, environment stronger than, dis- than discipline. We think it's an unnecessary use of willpower and discipline to try to avoid looking at your phone all the time. All you need, my friend Tanner Clark says this, all you need is one second of strength. You drop it in RO and then things go from there. And so I think with all the things that we need willpower and discipline for, this requires very little by design so that you can actually be present and you can, the term RO means to notice. You can actually notice what's going on around you. That's that, way better than what I said. Way better. That, that's good. <laughs> he, he, he is good. You need to keep him. That is good. Story. I told you, a storyteller. <laughs> that is really good. Guys, this has been fun. I feel like we could talk another uh, 30 or 45 minutes, but I'm going to uh, go ahead and wrap this up. But uh, love that you came on here to tell your stories. We'll put links uh, to the website and all that uh, in the show description. Um, but you guys will be shipping in the fall of 22, right? And so we're still, that's still on, uh, on track. Just a few months away. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a quick three years and we're, we're close. We're on the the precipice here. The the website's up. It's goro.com and you can pre-order today. All right. I love it. Well, there it is. So you guys are like, you've made it the 26 miles of the marathon. You just have the 0.2 left, right? So you can (laughs) see (laughs) the finish line, but that is a hard 0.2. So you gotta, you gotta finish that. Uh, finish that out. But anyway, thanks for jumping on the podcast today. It was great to be with you guys. Thanks, Adam. Adam, thank you. All right, Heath and Joey, told you guys there at the end, I love the way you're talking about this. I love that you took a risk to um, go on this entrepreneurial journey to try to help families uh, and promote a great message at the same time. So anybody that's listening and wants to learn more about this product, again, you can go to goroaro.com. They've got some great videos out there, some other things that you can read, just getting to know them, and you can pre-order uh, this box. If you're listening to this sometime in 2022, you can go out there and pre-order. If you're binging like sometime in 2023, 24, maybe, you can go buy it right now. I'm sure it's already available. So anyway, guys, it was great to hang out with y'all, and thank you so much for coming on to the Better Man podcast. This episode, like all of our episodes, was produced and mixed and edited by the team over at Sound of a Rose. You can learn more about them at soundofarose.com. That's all we got for today on the Better Man podcast. We'll talk to you again next time.